When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you. It is Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. It is a, dare I say it, victory Monday for everybody but Urban Meyer. That's something to smile about right there. We are going to talk about what you saw Saturday night. What's your feeling for this Saturday? Oh, baby. Could be big things. Numbers to get in with Hale Varsity Radio. 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Elijah Herbal so jacked that a ranked top 10 Michigan teams rolling into town. He has broken his microphone. Fixed it now. Yeah, give it two seconds. That thing's going to fall down. Yeah, I. Uh, that's the third time this weekend it's done that. I came in uh, Friday night because Bryden texted me after high school football. He sent me a picture and he said, I don't know how to fix it. Clearly. So uh, I came in and fixed it Friday night. At least he didn't then, get uh, the welding machine out. <laughs> well, I, th- I think that could do a little more help than what I just I think I just provided a, a temporary fix before this thing falls off again. But I came in on uh, Saturday for the Rear Road Reaction Show and guess what? It fell off again during the show. <sighs> And now, is, now Monday. So. Is what it is. But, hey, good to be with you. Uh, you have the numbers to get in. It's not as broken as Facebook right now. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> you have uh, email, chris at com. Twitter's back and active. So at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence. Big week planned for us as uh, we get you ready for Nebraska, Michigan. Uh, we'll check in with Greg Smith. Big recruiting showcase for the Big Red as uh, Michigan's uh, on on deck, but also you had uh, uh, Dylan Riola in town and uh, obviously the, the mother of all laser light shows, which was new and improved and really cool at the end of the third quarter. Players, fans, recruits uh, had to love that. Uh, you saw a dominant performance by Nebraska that's been a long time coming. And uh, we also are going to check in with Charlie McBride. What's he see? What's he feeling Heading into Michigan, and uh, then Garrett Nelson, uh, number 44. Uh, black shirt will be with us in hour two. So, some thoughts and some questions about Saturday as we try and pay it forward and uh, look at things. So, the last three weeks, Nebraska has has been right there, Okay. You've seen a team get better. You've seen a team that's been a work in progress. You've seen a football team that aside from the the defensive side of the ball, and and even if we go back to to week zero, you saw a team that that played well enough to win but was a far cry from what they did against Oklahoma, was, was a far cry from what they did against Michigan State. 
So you've seen a build and a team and a side of the ball with depth, with strength, with talent really deliver as the seasons progressed. So you can you can bet on the black shirts and feel pretty good. Uh, what you're working at is now can the offense come around? And in what you saw with Nebraska's offense Saturday night, they were fast, they were poised, they were confident, uh, they were multiple. And I don't mean that in the, well, we like to be multiple. I mean that they can throw the football or hand the football off to about seven different dudes and get yards and get chunk plays and make plays. At least they did Saturday night against Northwestern. And what you've seen from Nebraska football the last month, really since Buffalo to now, is a team that in your own state border, as a big red fan, wearing shades and, 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 and wearing T.O. gear, you've seen a team that has kind of changed your mind. And that's why it's been even more painful than usual, because you see what this team can be. You've seen glimpses. You see the talent. You see the development. You see the opportunity. And they, they just kept up coming just inches short against some big-name dogs. And while Northwestern does not fall into that category, you put the other side of the ball together for four quarters uh, in a, against a team that just is a pain in the neck for everybody, whether they're 3-9 and nine or they're 9-3 and three and defending West Division champs. You've seen Nebraska's perception and reputation shift just a bit. Because of how well their D has played, because they have Adrian Martinez taking the football and running this offense, and now they, at least through one game, not to over-jump and overstep conclusions, but they have a competent offensive line going into Michigan that can move people off the ball. Don't know if it was a real hard look in the mirror about, all right, playing our best versus playing our favorites, but you made shifts and changes on the offensive line. All right? Got to walk on. You got a true freshman. You moved your your highest-ranked O-line recruit to the other side, and you sent some guys that you probably don't want to sit because they were they were they were recruits, right? Uh, at running back, you've been through a, a lot of running back recruits over the years, and when you get a walk-on academic risk that's really stepped his game up on the field and off that's brought to you by your, your defensive back coach, that ain't a good look for you as a running back coach. It's okay, though. It's okay to, to go with what you got. Nebraska's playing guys that can help get them wins. They may not have been top on the pecking order, right, when we look back at some recruiting rankings or who you brought in, but Nebraska made the wise decision to go with their best. Doesn't matter if you're a walk-on, if you're a scholarship and they've also decided to change some positions, i.e. left tackle to right tackle. Good, because it's time to buckle up. It's time to buckle up with what's in front of you, with Michigan. It's time to buckle up with you, uh, with Ohio State, with Iowa, with uh, a tough roadie against Minnesota. I mean, this is all moving the right direction, and you got the payoff. You got a decisive win. You got a dominating win. And you got a win that you feel good about, and you have momentum. You've been close to having momentum. You've gotten better. You have not seen it turn into a win. 
you got to win over a team you should beat, but you, you beat a team you were favored by 12 uh, by multiple touchdowns, and you looked clean doing it. You didn't have a penalty till midway through the third quarter. And at the punt till midway through the third quarter, and it went 84 yards, and all of us grabbed our flask in the press box and uh, and, and cheered, uh, cheered Will. I kid, but it was a good day, good night, Saturday, and it's going to be an even bigger build for Saturday night with a real opportunity for Nebraska to finally break through against a top ten, against Captain Khakis, uh, a helmet game, national audience and a chance to finally get over the hump. And guess what? Michigan's a hell of a good football team. They have better players. So the fact that they could get out of Dodge with a three-point win, fine. I mean, I I think that'd make you sick as a Nebraska fan, but these are one of the games that you could play really good football and still lose because you're out-talented. All right? But as long as Nebraska keeps moving in the right direction and – and goes four quarters and doesn't help out Michigan. As long as you play clean football, anything can happen. You've got a chance for the first time ever as you have true momentum building to be a plus 500 football team, to be a bowl team. Crazy things can happen in the West to to keep chasing a West division crown, even though you already have two losses. It's going to be a tough, tough, tough ask. But it's there for you. You have a chance to make Memorial Stadium at night in these monster blue blood games be a factor for you. And it, it's always going to be a factor for you, but you feel like you truly got a shot. And it ain't a one-hit wonder like 2015, where you got Michigan State on the back end of a death march. And all credit to Nebraska that night making it happen and taking down a college football playoff team. But this is doable. This is absolutely doable because you got the better quarterback. You got a staunch defense. Got a lot of skilled guys at receiver. You got a guy in Yant that dude looks really good, along with what Ramir Johnson's been able to do. You've got confidence, but you've also, brother, you're humble. You've you've been humbled the last two weeks. You took it out on somebody this Saturday but your head ain't going to swell. The coaches and players won't let that happen because they've lost games here where, all right, you beat somebody with an alphabet soup name. And then you go into a following week and you don't put the time or effort in. Nebraska gets how they need to handle their business now in this three-and-a-half-year journey with Coach Frost. And I think that's evidenced by the fact that Nebraska has gotten better in every single game they've played this year. They have stepped it up from Illinois into Fordham, into Buffalo, into Oklahoma, into Michigan State, uh, and now into Northwestern. They have gotten better every single week, which is the sign of a team that gets it. Uh, And the question is, will Nebraska take another step up and improve uh, before Michigan comes to town on Saturday? And if they do, I give them a great chance to win because all all you really have to do from what I saw Saturday Days, you have to have a close game going into the fourth quarter and let the momentum from that light show uh, take you through the fourth quarter. The light show was awesome. The energy from the crowd was there. And guess what? The energy from the crowd is going to be even better on Saturday. It'll be outstanding. Nebraska needs to, to do their job, clearly. And I'm excited to see him get a chance to do it. We're excited because pregame Saturday, 3-5, to five, the Hale Varsity uh, weekend edition will be at uh, the Gary Michaels tailgate spot we are taking the show to the people do i have to wear a three-piece suit to that uh you can buy one from the, <laughs> from uh, uncle nate in Navant, uh but uh you can wear it if you choose to 
Let's hear uh, a little bit from Adrian here when it comes to Atmosphere Saturday. That obviously will translate. There is no place like like Nebraska and Memorial Stadium for a Saturday night game. You factor in a blue blood with it. It is going to be off the hook uh, probably starting Wednesday to Thursday. I mean, it's really going to be a cool setup. See if Nebraska can deliver. We'll get into how that can happen here in a moment. That feeling I felt in the stadium on Memorial, I don't know if I've felt that ever in my time here. You know, it was a great surge of energy. The team, I think uh, the fans really approved and were excited about what they saw on the field from us. Um, And we, you know, ooze confidence as well on the sideline. That's it. This team's playing confident. They're not complacent. They've been humbled. And now they're hungry. Right? They've been teased, if you've ever been on a diet, uh, with, uh, with ice cream and probably seven-inch thick steaks. And you get to eat a carrot. And there's a picture of a potato. They've been hungry for a long time to get this done. They have talent to do so. What I'm interested in is you, you got your get-right game, you delivered, and you looked like a completely different football team in all three phases. Special teams will be monstrous Saturday. When it comes to kickoff and punt returns, Michigan, as they do under Harbaugh, uh, when I look, when we were watching that Wisconsin game, I mean, turnovers were, were forced or committed by Wisconsin, right? You win 38-17 on the road or 38-21 on the road, whatever it ended up being, uh, you're able to score 7 to 10 to 13 points off of turnovers. Probably a one-score game, get a little bit extra buffer because of those turnovers Michigan capitalized on. But when Wisconsin threatened or scored, Michigan had an answer for their momentum. Okay, And a lot of it was either with the kickoff or the punt return game. Defense is just vicious and nasty with Hutch, Hutchinson. Uh, Nebraska will need to figure out a spot for him. Question we we got to ask ourselves honestly is, is Nebraska's offense really better? Or was it Northwestern? And this isn't to throw cold water or be an a-hole. It's a legit question. And I'll say this. I think it's both. I think the offense is better with Teddy. I think the offense is better with the German. And I think the offense is better with Corcoran at right tackle. They, they just quit jacking around, really took a hard look, made some tough decisions, and guys performed. They got coached up. They got confidence instilled. And then with a game plan standpoint, my God, look what you can do with the option game or the play action or taking deep shots or just because there's cushion on an Oliver Martin or an Omar Manning or a Toure because of your run game. You can do whatever the hell you want with this offense when the run game is clicking, when you're moving bodies. Uh, So I think the offense is a lot better. Yant looks so smooth and natural and physical and fast. I mean, it's a great combo of speed and power. On top of just how hard Ramir Johnson runs, uh, Nebraska's been able to to season this right. And good for Yant. Uh, Yant has got to continue to be a long-term option. Credit to uh, Brennan. Not Dale, 
but Brennan, the stepbrother, <laughs> who called us and said, where's Yant been? Well, he didn't travel. Don't know why, but didn't, well, we know why. He needed to eat more broccoli, apparently, or something, and slimmed down. He's at 232, and he looks, and he runs great doing it. But the defense has continued to progress and be a difference maker. The offense now looks dangerous in a good way with these weapons and what the offensive line has done. Now what you're going to need is special teams to step forward and be a difference maker, not a, not a game changer in, in the negative. Because that's how things are going to be a, a seven-point ball game, a three-point ball game Saturday night. Michigan ain't going to be phased. No matter the atmosphere, you've got the advantage at quarterback. Got a defense that will 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 keep you in it, and the offense has got a little bit of little bit of downhill momentum. So it'll be about special teams in this classic and helmet we're match. Back. Recruiting in Big Red Football next Ray Smith on Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes, that's awesome. Thanks for spending time. Hail Var City Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. 30 minutes away, Mr. Blackshirt. Charlie McBride, get to join us. And then Garrett Nelson, the wild man from Scott's Bluff. We say that affectionately. Wild man on the grill, and he didn't invite us over this weekend with uh, San Diego-type weather is Greg Smith at Greg Smith HV On Twitter, it's where you find him. Greg, what do you know? How was the weekend? Ah, oh, the weekend was good. I'm glad you plugged Twitter. That's the only place that you can find me right now. So that that's good. <laughs> are you uh, are you are you coping okay? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing okay. You know, it's funny. I actually didn't notice until someone that I primarily talked to on Facebook actually messaged me on Twitter to say, "Hey, do you notice that anything is happening?" So I actually didn't notice. I was down at the stadium. He saw me we're working. Um, so that that's a good plug for. Hey, look look at me. I was actually doing work today. Greg Smith is always working. So you put a lot of work in over the weekend. Tell me uh, the early returns on uh, the visitors. A, who you, who you either saw, bumped into, and just the impression. And uh, the old thunderstruck never hurt nobody. Yeah, it, it was a really good weekend for Nebraska. I think that it, I could tell from the like, kind of the pregame and just being down on the sideline. It, it felt a little bit different. It felt like, you know, a big night game at Memorial Stadium. Obviously, the opponent was not um, what you're going to have this week coming up. Uh, but people were excited and jacked up for that. First time being in there for, in a while, a couple years uh, for a night game. So you could just tell there was something different. Um, bumped into Dominic Rayola, who I was down there. He, he's an intimidating man. Um, that was that was an interesting time. Um, yeah. uh, Malachi, Malachi Coleman's dad talked to him a, a bit after Malachi. Malachi got his offer, uh, the fantastic athlete, 2023, um, out of Lincoln East. Um, he, he and his family were really excited, and I got a chance to catch up with Malachi yesterday as well. Um, there was a lot happening on, on the field, and it, and it seems like the recruits, uh, you know, it made a really big impression on them to be able to hear from the coaching staff, hey, we're close, we're close, like you guys can see it on TV, and then see a big breakthrough in person. It, it made a nice impression. What do you believe about the Nebraska offense? Is it fixed or was it the opponent? Uh, fixed? Okay, a little bit of 
both because a fix is too strong just because you need to see it um, on a consistent basis. And I feel like that's always kind of our thing with Nebraska, right? It's, okay, you can show me a little bit, but can you repeat that? Can you do it um, in another game? Can you do it when the competition level is raised a little bit? Um, so I wouldn't say fix. I would say trending in the right direction because I really like some of the things that we're seeing from this offense. Um, and honestly, I like some of the things going back to Oklahoma. Where remember we talked about kind of should they stick with this kind of slowed down offense um, and also help the defense out a little bit by keeping them off the field. And it looks like they kind of have. Um, and I think there's a lot of the concepts, including the option that they've gone ahead and sprinkled into this offense, um, really are helpful. But everything has helped when you've got your offensive line humming the way that they did on Saturday. Greg, what's your take on the emergence of Jacquez Yant? I mean, I look at that game and I was, I was really impressed, but I also go, well, even if the guy's 10, 15 pounds overweight, why is he not on the field? I mean, Eddie Lacy made a great NFL career coming into camp uh, overweight every single season. Yeah, first of all, more than 10 to 15 pounds. There's a lot of pounds that he had to lose. Um, and so that was part of the problem. But I actually thought of something. I was talking to, um, talking to Mike Babcock in the press box about this on Saturday. And I think that at the very least, with what Yant has shown in the time that he's gotten to play, he should at least be part of a one-two punch with Ramir Johnson, right? The way that Ramir has played, he's run well and run hard. And Frost said that again today um, in complimenting him. And, and Yant's kind of emerges. I think at the least he should be able to get carries as a one-two punch because it actually makes for a nice combination um, for defenses to really have to worry about. But I, I'm with you. He should he should get more carries after what we saw on Saturday. He's a nice combo of, of speed and power, and we've kind of touched on that. You get Ramir that's also fast, but Ramir runs super hard between the tackles. And how much better has Nebraska's offense been in the past three years when they have had a one-two punch? I think back to Divine Azigbo and Maurice Washington of 2018, mm-hmm. and the, the offense just runs yep. better with the two. Totally does. Uh, yeah. But, but you know, Greg, they're, they're getting, at least they did, you know, Saturday night movement. And what do you make of the O-line shifting? And it, good. It happened, but... Why did it take till game six to, to realize, all right, maybe Nuri's the guy and maybe Turner's better at right? I mean, better late than never, but could this trend have started earlier offensively? Yeah, I okay. I, on one hand, I can understand the hesitance to play a true freshman left tackle, totally. who by all accounts was is, is ahead of schedule from what people thought. Like if, if when you, you know when you guys talked to me after his you know signing about hey when will Teddy play? Because he's really big. And we understand that he's athletic, but when is he realistically going to play? And I said it'll be a couple of years. So he's ahead of schedule from where he was, and I think Frost admitted that today. So I understand that. With Nuri, I'm not exactly sure what took so long to actually play him. He's been on scout team um, for for a long time now. He's been doing good work there. Obviously, he could come in and give you something because we had seen him play a little bit before his first start this weekend. Um, You're right, better late than never. But, uh, man, I'm glad they finally made that move because it does look like that paid off because now having that guard, one of those other guard situations kind of shored up um, would help go a long way. And you saw what Coach Ross had been talking about on play out on Saturdays when they get that run game going just a little bit how much that opens everything up Greg Smith is with us on Hale Varsity Greg uh, a thought with uh, Saturday's matchup we talked offense uh, and we look at special teams and, and it really there's nothing to, to complain about because Nebraska special teams was not in position to screw up they kicked off a lot which was good but do you think they are the, the next unit to 
do something in a positive sense to help deliver a win. You've seen the defense carry the water a lot. They've progressed even since Illinois. Offense really took a step forward uh, last Saturday, and they were they were okay. They had their moments against Michigan State and Oklahoma, right, where they just weren't in their own way, or when they were uh, clicking at least, you could get some big plays. So now, to me, Saturday is going to be about atmosphere, poise, and then the difference is going to be a special teams play. That's either how Michigan, I think, wins this thing or or Nebraska loses it or Nebraska makes a play on special teams or gets a coverage, you know, whatever. It prevents momentum from shifting is what I'm saying. Yeah, it does feel like Nebraska is definitely due to have a big play on special teams, like and, and more so even than that punt, um, which was great to see um, the reaction to the of the uh, team to him uh, to William Persep on that punt. Um, but I think they are due for like, hey, maybe Nebraska gets a um, punt return of some sort, even if it's not for a touchdown, just a flip field position, or can they get a kickoff return um, that gets them some some positive yardage um, and gets them rolling? Like, there's something there um, because. I don't think that you can – it's going to be hard to win a game like against Michigan with your special teams just kind of holding water, just kind of treading water, right? Like, I, it'd be nice, obviously, if they don't lose in the game. Uh, but Nebraska's going to need all three phases to really be playing well to pull this one off. Yeah, and Greg, I think people are happy with the special teams because we really didn't see them all that much. I mean, we had extra points, right. but the punting unit didn't have to come out until the third quarter, and I don't think that's a, a, a realistic expectation moving forward unless – Maybe Scott Frost wants to start going for it on fourth down a little bit more than he has been. Right, if he just goes with the full-on like my Madden strategy, uh, <laughs> maybe. But I, other than that, yeah, you're going to have to play. And I mean, we know what happens when you play really good teams in the Big Ten, right? And they become punt fest, and in that field position games become really important. So yeah, they'll definitely have to tighten that up. Um, it'll be something to keep an eye on for Saturday. Greg, on the defensive side of things, when you look ahead to to Michigan, it seems like their offense actually plays into the hands of what Nebraska wants to do. I I don't think their quarterback has had a a game over 200 yards yet this season. They like to run the ball a lot, but that seems to be what Nebraska's strength has been, at least the past couple weeks uh, since Oklahoma has been stopping the run game and making the quarterback beat you with his arm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what makes this so interesting from Nebraska's point. I think part of why that spread so close in Vegas is that Michigan's strengths really do align with Nebraska's strengths. Um, and we've seen, and you kind of saw this this past week with Northwestern to a lesser degree, when Nebraska takes away the run and makes a quarterback um, who is just okay kind of have to beat them, it, it's really tough to do that. Um, and you're going to see a bunch of quarterbacks down the stretch here like that. Maybe C.J. Stroud, uh, notwithstanding, like the rest of them have kind of been in that average range this season and that's going to be an interesting storyline down the stretch and starting this weekend but can Nebraska continue to hold up against the run uh, because that'll give them a chance in every game Greg Smith with us recruiting and in, in Husker football thoughts Hail Varsity.com and magazine at Greg Smith HV so Greg a, a thought on this Saturday what's the showcase like what's Nebraska's plans for 2022-2023 uh, prospects here with uh, Blue Blood Michigan rolling in. Yes, I know they want to keep that momentum rolling. There was, it was a big weekend this past weekend. Nebraska got basically the dream scenario to be able to show off kind of Memorial Stadium and what that thing is like at night uh, for those kids. I know they, they're going to want to keep that going and have another good-sized visit list. Um, it'd be nice if they could slide in an additional you know, 2022 recruit. Um, I know Reese Mooney, the 2023 quarterback from Louisiana, who's Nebraska's top uh, quarterback prospect in that class, um, is scheduled to come into town even after having his 
ankle surgery. He'll be in town this weekend. Um, so he'll be kind of right now as, as the big headliner. Uh, but look for more names to continue to be added to that visit list. What's the latest? Is there some uh, some more steam being picked up on on Noah Walters? Um, we'll see. I, I saw that he, he got one offer, and that I, I it's know Wayne, he got Wayne State, right? Wayne State, that's what it was. Thank you. Um, Wayne State, and I know he was up at Iowa State as well. I think there's a lot of programs um, keeping an eye on Noah. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, because I definitely think, and I know you've seen him too, um, I think he can play college football somewhere. Um, I don't know what level that's going to be at, but he's just too good of a passer and athlete and competitor um, to not. So it, it would be interesting to see if Nebraska can kind of get in there um, and at least you know pick up some steam talking to him, but I'm not sure at this point um, where that's going to go. You know, I think Joey Gans was about an inch or two taller. Joey was just o- yep. he was over six, so there's the height. But remember Todd Reising at Kansas? Yep. Mm-hmm. Throwing the brisk with, with all those receivers, man. Yeah, Briscoe, right. And I, yeah. on, on a, I'm not calling East. You know, the the Mangino led K State squad. Or KU squad, but my point is, is you get a guy that can just pull the trigger and, and is mobile. Am I just dumb that I'm thinking he could play college ball if you just give him a shot? You don't look at the, well, is he tall enough to ride this ride? I mean, he's a hell of a ball player. Yeah, he's a really good player, and it's funny because I always kind of, I'm always kind of perk up when someone with the first description of someone is, oh, he's really good. But he's really short. Like I maybe, but he's really good. I think that that's yeah. the part that you gotta also factor in too. Sometimes guys are just able to get it done, um, even if they don't have the 100 percent desired measurables uh, that you would look for. As I definitely think he's worthy of some sort of look, um, and hopefully things continue to progress with him. But he's also a great kid too. He's he's such a good dude. Greg, we'll do this uh, again soon. Thanks for the time, bud. Hey, thanks as always. Have a great week, guys. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. A lot of respect for Michigan and Big blue, awesome fan base. Like, I get it, but this is just another game where we get to face off against a really good team. So I'm not really into the hype of we're playing these guys, these guys. Like this football, looking forward to the game on Saturday. You're not alone. Your defensive player of the week, Joe Joe Doman, right there. Not into the hype, with all due respect, and he can uh, he can stay humble. He can stay hungry, but uh, you're going to be loading your cooler up. You're going to be enjoying fantastic fall weather, and you're going to welcome number nine in. Is uh, Nebraska another crack at it? Really good column by Mitch Sherman uh, with Nebraska, Michigan. Numbers to get in: four six six three seven seven six or eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. It's okay to be confident. It's okay to be excited for this and i know elijah we're all like on the same page of of putting the northwestern win in in proper perspective now the fact that happened in the way it went down i think's the the biggest difference you're supposed to do that to a team that's just down 
but Nebraska has not really done that <laughs> and, and had like total game control first through fourth quarter. You can start fast and it can avalanche, but usually there's a let up. I don't think the defense, and this is not to pick, be, be picky, but I don't think they were as, as intense uh, or, or spot on as they were against Oklahoma, Michigan State. I think they played down a little bit to, to Northwestern. And Northwestern, you know, they, they were knocking on the door to make it a 28-14 ball game right before the end of the first half until JoJo and D-Train went sandwich mode. And you got that inside the, the five fumble, which was which was big. And then you turn around and score. So, you know, Northwestern was just outmatched and uh, didn't have an answer. And what Nebraska was able to do uh, with their offense was impressive. Were you, as you watched the O-line play, were you wowed, satisfied? Where are you at here with Teddy at left? We'll hear from Frost in a minute with, with Turner at right. I ask you because you've played tackle. And then uh, the, the German at, uh, at left guard, Nuri. What, what did you think? What, what would you grade the O-line? I know what pro, pro Football Focus graded them, and they did really well. Yeah, I give him personally a, a B sitting there watching. It's like Northwestern was coming with any crazy pressures, any crazy stunts. Uh, but they all they all did admirably. I think uh, that Teddy and Nuri did better uh, running. Teddy, like uh, for a first game at True Freshman, he did really well for pass blocking, but he still wasn't perfect. He was beaten a couple times, and Adrian it did happens. A, Adrian did a really good job avoiding any time that he was beat, or he was beat on times where uh, you know it wasn't Adrian on a five step drop uh, looking for a guy downfield. I mean, he 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 was important when it mattered uh, I was really impressed with how Nuri was able to to pass protect I just I wasn't watching him every single play sure. but when I was watching him I don't think I ever saw him get beat really bad uh, and that is more than I can say for the other guys who've been playing left guard and then those guys did really well on their double teams and on their zone blocking from the left side of the line uh, while I don't think the uh, the opponent was necessarily as good as we've seen this year uh, from some of the, the guys that have been beating the left guard and left tackle so far this season. I, I think that those guys stepped in and did better uh, than the Pipers and the Hicksons and, uh, and Corcoran's been able to do over there as well as, as well as Banks. I think both of those guys were better than the guys that they came in and replaced. Right, and, and you, you needed that. You needed movement on the line. You needed running room. You needed time to throw the football. You know, as we look a little deeper into strategy against Michigan – you're going to have to have uh, your quick game going. I mean, it's not that you can't take deeper shots or deeper drops, but it's going to – can't live off of that. Uh, that's going to be key for Nebraska. Also, I mean, getting Adrian on the move, right? You didn't see Nebraska roll Adrian out. I know Sharpie talked about that a little bit Saturday. But I think you, you'll have to see uh, you using your mobile quarterback in the pocket, let him be multiple and roll – and be on the move just so he's not a, a, a sitting duck in the pocket against what Michigan's going to bring. And I want to see something that we haven't seen much of this year for whatever reason. I want to see running backs chipping on defensive ends coming out of the backfield. I know Hutchinson's going to be coming around the corner, especially whenever he's going up against uh, technically two true freshmen. I know mm-hmm. Corcoran's not technically a true freshman, but by uh, his eligibility, he is. He only had the one game last season and with the eligibility freeze. It's two freshman tackles that you've got. I want to see running backs coming out of the backfield and chipping on defensive ends, so they really only have one way to, one way to go, which is inside. If you come in and, and chip on them, you give your offensive tackle time to get back into his pass set, and it really gives the, the defensive end one way to go. Well, I don't know why Nebraska hasn't utilized that more, but I'm I don't know if I'm expecting to see it, but I, I want to see it on Saturday because that'll really help out those offensive tackles and pass. Well, protection. the question I have is: Is is Michigan going to have to bring 
more than four. Mm-hmm. Is Michigan have to bring more than four? Are you going to put a tie? Are you going to put Vokalek over there to help t- whatever tackle? Because I imagine they'll they'll try and Michigan defensively will create a matchup or try and create a, a matchup that is advantageous. I, mean, I expect Hutchinson's going to be lined up on Teddy. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, can email the show Chris at HaleVarsity.com. We'll hear from Coach Frost, his takeaway with the new look O-line, his impressions, and, and more about Saturday's opportunity. But to uh, to reiterate, I think this team's hungry. I think this team's humble. And I think they're going to they're gonna really relish the opportunity. I know uh, Nebraska, in these moments, have not delivered for a while. Uh, they've had a, a one-hit wonder win, which was great in 2015. But man, it's uh, it's setting up for Nebraska to to handle things. Uh, they have really embraced looking themselves in the mirror and making the necessary changes. And you saw an awesome payoff on on Saturday. You could have more more ROI. Uh, with the work they're putting in. Brian's with us on Hale Varsity. Brian, thanks for calling. Go ahead. There should be an arrest warrant for JoJo Doman because he freaking <laughs> killed that guy. He did, and there was no targeting, which was great. <laughs> it was awesome. No, I'm not taking much from this win. I mean, yeah, great. You slaughtered him. But that should happen. Yeah, the thing is, though, to be fair, is it doesn't or it hasn't. Yeah. Yep. So um, uh, I, I think we can beat Michigan if we play our butts off, but we'll see. What do you, what do you what's what's good for you? Is it that they got to win, or are you still at the point with this program that they just got to play hard and not embarrass themselves? Just show up and and do your job. We have the talent. We slaughtered Northwestern. Yeah, they're a down Northwestern team. But we slaughtered them. We put more points. I think we put more points on Northwestern than we did our other two wins. Yeah, you combine them. Yeah. Lesser, lesser teams. No, they, I mean, they, they looked good, man. They played well. They, they looked really dangerous in a great way. Not like self-harm dangerous on offense. So. I started pre-gaming this game. I'm sure, well, I'm sure you did. Because, <laughs> Brian, you're the Jack, like, you're, you're a Jack Daniels guy, aren't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> so I thought. Have we started today yet? No, dude, I'm a truck driver, so I'm actually calling from the road. Oh, good. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I'll, I'll tie it off when I get home. But, yeah, <laughs> no, man. It was, I, I started pre-gaming for this game, man, because I was like, oh, gosh, I just have this gut feeling. And then we scored 21 points. I'm like I told, told my family, I'm like, just wait. Don't get too excited. And I shouldn't feel like that for Husker football. Hey, you do you. Enjoy, and thanks for uh, what you're doing, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. We'll talk to you all later. There, there he is. Brian, uh, a.k.a. F-Bomb. Brian, thankfully, didn't r- drop one there. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Winding down hour one, 10 minutes away from Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride. Plenty of emails to get into. Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Vic uh, chiming in. Brennan, member, founder, and uh, proud uh, supporter of the uh, 
Jaquez Yant Fan Club. Brandon, well done with the uh, the phone call last week. Can you guarantee another 130 on the ground Saturday? Well, I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I definitely had to call back in so I can pretend like I knew that game was coming. Um, <laughs> Not see the thing I didn't know. I didn't know where Yant was at weight wise. Right? I mean, we just didn't didn't know since spring until Coach Frost touched on the fact, and, and same with Held that he he needed to get down to about two thirty, and and he has, and he looks incredible. Yeah, yeah, I, that was that was so fun to watch, and you know, we're all talking about him because of his power, but kid got some wheels too. Oh, he's he's so good at he he's smooth. I mean, he he can get downhill, he can accelerate. And then he likes to uh, to throw the jab. Yeah, I, I think we should start calling him the yak from now on. <laughs> Yards after contact, since yep. ninety of them are after he's. T- yeah, I get you. The yak, yant, um, yant the yak. Yep, yant the yak. But I think you know, all things considered, I I feel comfortable that Ramirez is still our premier back. Um, but after that performance, I mean, I got to think Yant deserves a few touches a game at least Oh yeah. Um, out of that. Um, but the other, the other point of why I'm calling, you know, I, I was, I drove seven hours down to the game on an impulse and I'm glad I did. Uh, everyone knows momentum is the invisible force that controls the game. And I'm here to tell you if we are leading that game on Saturday or within scratching distance and they do that thunderstruck light show going into the fourth quarter, Michigan's toast. <laughs> That's, that place was wild. That was the craziest thing I've seen in Memorial Stadium in all the times I've been there. It was well done. Trav and his crew got it set up. It was all, It was fantastic. Yeah, you, you want to hear some, some insider information please, here? We've, we, yes, please do. That Thunderstruck light show has been like planned for three years now. It was supposed to be debuted for the Akron game, uh. but then that got rained out, and then technical difficulties against Ohio State on the college game day one, where they uh, they turned all the lights down and then the music and the lights didn't go. Well, that thing's been ready to go for three years. That you were been, down 70. Yeah, that too. Yeah. But like, that, those have been the only two night games at home under Frost. One got rained out, one there was technical difficulties, and now they get the chance in 2021 to pull it out against Northwestern. It was awesome. So so, so it's a three-year in the... And you probably know this from Husker Vision, because you're right helping plan it. Yeah, because uh, we're sitting there for a, a pregame meeting against Akron, like, oh, this light show is going to blow everybody away, and then rained out, and then no more night games that year. Brandon, you coming down from Michigan? I have a wedding in St. Louis, so I will not be coming down, unfortunately. Tell them to reschedule, man. Number nine's in yeah. town. Brandon, yeah, thanks, for, thanks for listening, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, you guys too. Have a good one. Me too. Brandon uh, with his Where the hell's Yant? Now, am I a bad person that I refuse to go to any fall wedding on a Saturday? I need, no, it's a no. So schedule it for a bye week and then maybe I, I'll think I, about well, it. Well, I got lucky. We were supposed to get married during San Jose State. Then we punted San Jose State back in 2003. Thank good. Uh, Vic, uh, we'll get your email next hour. More calls from you at 466-3776. And Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride's next. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. 
Back to it at Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Twitter's been pretty funny when it's been working. Where you have some crazed Russian coach going around slapping his uh, his kids. And it was apparently Mark Zuckerberg going after his coding folks. Well, did you hear like apparently a big chunk of like the Facebook code got deleted? Oops. <laughs> right? Oops. Uh, Garrett Nelson, the pride of Scott's Bluff, with us in 20 minutes. We say hi to Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride. Mondays with Charlie. Coach, uh, how'd you feel about Saturday? How are you? Well, I thought it was a pretty good deal. I really, uh, it was one of those things that's a better feeling, you know. Hold on. Debbie! <laughs> My wife had a phone call, but then she rings right in my ear. No worries. <laughs> Can we take that outside? Uh, right, right. So you, you, you watched, you enjoyed. Did you have any snacks? No, you know, I didn't. I uh, just kind of, you know, went and took it easy and watched the game and was um, pretty impressed with, with what was happening. I. I think you can tell that they're starting to – the one thing that you can see is they're starting to learn who their players are. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, it's really funny because when you have kids coming in in the middle of the semester, or I mean, middle of the year kind of, you know, in the, well, the first of the year really, but, you know, they're only there a semester and you're trying to figure out if they can play and things like that. It's It's not – not the easiest thing in the world, and I, I think a lot of these guys that have transfers, especially they, they're just learning who they are, mm-hmm. and so I think the whole league's experiencing some of that, you know, right now. And I think from maybe this point or another game, maybe or so, that everybody's going to be on the same page. Well, that's that's what it felt like on the offensive line for the first time in in a while where you're playing a freshman in Pro Hoska who, who did well. Uh, you got Nueli uh, at guard, the, the kid that was down at Norris, you know, the Juran Foreman exchange student that's worked his way up from scout. And then you moved um, uh, Turner Corcoran from left over to right, and, and Turner's been trying to get back to, to his, you know, one start form against Rutgers last year. And, Coach, tell us, take us through, you mentioned learning personnel. It's not ever perfect or easy to, to be right on no. the offensive line, and, and it's okay to make changes. And It feels like Nebraska really did their homework on what they, what they thought they needed right. to do, and it paid off. Well, that's, that's exactly right. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, I've been around enough to know to look at them to – tell you that that the left tackle is who belongs there mm-hmm. um you know i mean just what i saw on tv what i you know i can't sit there and say i evaluate them every day but you can watch a kid's balance and you can watch it you know his physical thing the biggest thing he's got and he still hasn't learned really to use his hands very well but he's got long arms to you know which is a big difference in pass blocking and uh, you know, to keep him, people away from him gives them a better chance to react to what the guy's doing, and so forth. And I think with the, the moves they made, um, and again, I probably know the guard is the, the little as all of them, but 
the, they have the best. It looks like to me they got the best athletes playing, and uh, you know it's starting now. The one thing that they have got is they've got some guys that aren't starting that are backup players that are exceptional uh, for backup players, and so that means depth. And as you saw last night, I mean, I felt kind of sorry for Northwestern after a while that their offensive line was dropping like flies. And and that's that's a that's a that's a serious thing at this time of year. Um, the, the teams that are the Ohio States and the Michigans and some of those that are getting all these uh, top players, they got they're in the same boat. They have they have um, you know backup players and players that can step in and do things right away. And I think Nebraska is getting a little bit to that point. And I I don't like. Some of the comments some of these uh, prognosticators make is they've been saying so many negative things about Nebraska. I mean, not not trying to hurt the program, but you know, mistakes and mistakes. They don't do this, and pretty soon they start laughing at it and doing things like that. Um, that that to me is a uh, way to to uh, you know make your team a better team. When you have people talking against you like that, to me that's. Uh, you don't want it happening uh, because that means you're losing. <laughs> but, but when it does happen, it gives it gives you some ammunition. And uh, I think that that's that's one of the things that I think that can be in, you know, some of these people. It's all Michigan State around here. How wonderful they are! And then you say, well, they didn't get a first down in the second half, and everybody shuts up. <laughs> you know, so you know it's it's it, it can work a bunch of ways, but. Uh, Nebraska is a better team than Michigan State. If you know people, I mean that's simple. I you know they 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 lost and they made some they made a huge mistake and but still um, you know when you look at it, uh, I don't think Michigan State wants to play Nebraska right now. Well, I'm looking at at Michigan here around the corner. Another incredible opportunity. For Nebraska, mm-hmm. and you've had three cracks, right? You had Sparty on the ropes. Uh, you had Oklahoma uh, right there where you could have won the game. Uh, Illinois seems like a lifetime ago, and now you got Harbaugh and number nine in the, t- in the country coming in. And, Coach, you know about how uh, crazed it can get at night at Memorial Stadium. I mean, what 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 uh, – what what does Saturday mean? Is it just another opportunity? Do you think Nebraska puts it together? How are you looking at Saturday against Michigan? Well, but I think that I think the young players are are you know the players are young, and I think they're looking at it as you know here you know if you use the fact that people don't give you any credit, you know, and they don't, they're not you know well it's all about Iowa, it's all about Michigan State, it's all I. You know, saying people are the best in the West or the whoever's that, they don't. You know, right now they don't have a clue. They're just saying things that they pretty much are on paper. Mm-hmm. And now is when this middle of the year has always been that way. Um, you know, you have Wisconsin. They're not sure who they are. Um, there, so there's a lot of things that are, you know, unfolding in front of you. And you know, all of a sudden it was Maryland. Maryland. They may be. I heard a guy say they may be the best team in the West and all this stuff. Well, you know, I didn't, well, they didn't look so hot against Iowa, and that doesn't mean that they're not good. Mm-hmm. It may mean that Iowa's just that much better. 
or vice versa, it may mean that, you know, that they're not very good, you know, so you don't know that. But, you know, that some people that have the job of making a decision on, you know, radio, TV, wherever it is, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a guessing game. But the way it's being guessed at right now, I think our players or our coaches can use, use what people are saying, especially, uh, you know, even the Big Ten channel, I listen to that, and that is, um, you know, that, that's, some of it's hard to believe they're even saying some of the stuff they say. But they are not giving Nebraska the credit. They still think they're a mistake team. They're, you know, a team that, you know, you don't know who they are really. Coach, and, so, and I, I, I think it solved a lot of problems Saturday. Who do you think Nebraska is? I think they're the best team in the West. <laughs> That's what I think. Defensively, I, think they can, I can be. You know, well, they can be an offensively too. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I, I, you know, when you get when you get those running backs, I'm telling you now, and you got no running backs is the hardest thing. That, that once they get around the blocking schemes and things happen in the game and. Um, certain blitz happens, or the line slants one way and does another. Game conditions and live conditions are the biggest learner there is. You can do some of it in practice, you know, but if you don't get the repetition in it, it really hurts. Until and you have to learn in the game. I mean, that's you know, with game speed, because as you know, a lot of guys that come in, what is the first thing they say? Well, the difference in high school and college is the, is the quickness and the speed. Sure. So. No, I, and I agree. And, and we were talking to start the show off about Yant. I mean, Ramirez really kind of kept on doing his thing, number 14. But Yant, the kid out of Florida, the big back, that they made lose some weight. Do you think he can be a long-term difference maker, Coach? Sure. Sure he can. I mean, he's got, you know, he's got the right attitude. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the kid. Mm-hmm. But it looks like he's a worker, and he's done the things that the coaches have asked him to do. And you know, if he's he's lost weight, he's. Um, I mean, I think a little bit. He showed a little bit of during the spring game. He only got in for the toward the end of the mm-hmm. game, but you could see how good a feed he has, no matter what his weight are, was at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell he has good feet and good balance. And uh, a couple of times last night, some guys tried to one-on-one tackle with him, and I don't think they liked it. I think you're right. Yeah, Coach, you get a different animal coming to town on Saturday, though, in Michigan. They're a top-10 team for a reason, some impressive wins. I know you're a little bit closer to Michigan than we are. Well, you're in Michigan. Uh, so just what's the what's the general vibe around Michigan right now when it comes to this Michigan team? Do, do, do they believe that this Michigan team is the real deal, or do they see it like I do, which is this Michigan team's got some good wins, but they still got some holes within their roster? You know what I heard about Michigan? The first thing is that, Five, five of the guys on the team are driving new cars. <laughs> That's what people talk about here. How'd they do that? Well, I said, well, they college football's changed, but Michigan's <laughs> always going to be Michigan's always going to be Michigan. They're always going to be able to, you know, it's always been a, a school that's drawn good attention from everywhere all all through the years. If you look, you know, look at them. The thing is, is what they're just like anybody else. If they come in here, and and you don't, you could work all week. They can have the greatest practices they ever have, but in the minds of some of those players, they're maybe not getting really honed up for this. 
You know, they they all keep talking about what? Ohio State, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio. I mean, it goes on forever. It's like there's nobody else around. And uh, pretty soon there's going to be somebody around. And um, this is how, you know, you prove yourself. You prove yourself by, you know, winning a game against a team that, you know, as you know, has all these so-called five stars and all this stuff like that. And if they're not playing the way they can play, and I've been in games against Oklahoma where they didn't play like they could play, and we won. Mm. And um, so, you know, it's it's it, it's a mind game. Uh, and if if they just, you know, just like I said, if they just roll their hats on the field and think, uh, you know, that that's it, then they might run into some problems. Because I know that uh, Oklahoma came in one time when they do put the ball on the ground about six times. Coach, a thought with uh, what you saw from Michigan against Wisconsin. I know you said Wisconsin's trying to kind of figure themselves out. Were you overly impressed by Michigan, or was a lot of that about what Wisconsin didn't do? I know Wisconsin's had turnover issues the last two weeks, Notre Dame and, and, and against Michigan. Well, as you know, Wisconsin's had some changes in their team. They, you know, they had a lot of guys graduate that were, you know, big time players. They got a pretty new offensive line. You know, they have some things, and I and I don't know that their offensive line is turning out to be the thing they thought it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit, they're, like I said, everybody's starting to learn something about their their team, mm-hmm. and and I think they're experiencing a little bit of Nebraska. I mean, having some penalties and having things happen that aren't very good. Um, you know, you think when when you just listen or watch us and nobody else, it's we're making tons of mistakes. But if you turn on every game that's on there, there's you know, Indiana made mistakes. I watched, uh, you know, Purdue and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, play um, Minnesota, and both of the teams were making, you know, mistakes that, that we all we all made and before. So it's not like it's only one person mm-hmm. that goes through this stuff. Coach, about 30 seconds here. What's the difference Saturday night for a Nebraska win? Well, I think it's consistency. You know, I mean, just yet you don't, you can't have ups and downs in the game. In other words, you know, one quarter where you're playing great, or you're going at halftime and you've really played well, held them down, and then come in the second half and blow it. I think they came out this week, you know, and, and learned a lesson. Uh, I mean, if, if they didn't figure that one out, it's <laughs> then they need a doctor, you know. But but I mean, they they have to come out at nothing to nothing. I mean, I, I don't I don't see any other way you can talk to players about. It's a different. It's another game. Who's better in the second half? You've seen games where guys that will beat people up in the first half and come out the second half, and the other team beat them up, you know. But probably lost or won or something depending on what the first half was but they're both these teams when these teams you're getting to play the second half they aren't going to they aren't going to fold so you're in for a full game and you know from the beginning what kind of a game you're in you're against good football players the guys that won't quit guys that have pride in their schools their pride in their way they play and that and it's now we're going to you know it's going to be a test that's exactly what it is and find out a little bit about yourself can't wait for it coach we'll be uh we'll be there and we're excited to get your feedback next week and thanks 
for taking and making time today, all right? Sure. I had one of my players from Wisconsin stop by and had lunch with him and his wife today, and he only weighed 375 now, so he's doing good. <laughs> 375, put him in the middle of the line, right? <laughs> That's I put him on defense now. He is an offensive tackle. <laughs> That's funny. Coach, you take care and cheer okay. hard, all right? Yeah. You will do it. Thanks for having me. Take I'll care. talk to you later. Okay, bye now. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. A few minutes here, Garrett Nelson with us, Hale Varsity Radio, a defensive end for Nebraska. Garrett, uh, the grind continues. How's practice today, and how's uh, the defense feeling? Uh, we, you know, we feel good, but can't feel too good about ourselves. Uh, you know, we'll have some more fun, make some more jokes about Saturday, and you know, oh, you remember that play? And then, but can't leak over anymore. Got to be focused on uh, Michigan and got to be uh, film ready on Michigan. So, uh, can't let that leak over. But it was uh, it was fun on Saturday. So, you know, time to pack that package that one up and get ready to go. Do you have a good feeling going into Saturday? Yeah, you always have. I mean, I always have a good feeling. We're going to go play football on Memorial or wherever we're playing football. I love going and playing with, you know, my guys, uh, not just defense, but just as a team. I love going to see the, watch those guys play and um, playing with them. So, it, it, you know, I always have a good feeling. Uh, it was good to be back home. But yeah, it was, I love, like I said, I love playing football. <laughs> so when you're not playing or practicing football, what's Garrett Nelson doing? Uh, sleeping, eating. Doing homework or studying more football, probably. If not, then, like, if I'm taking a break, I'll watch TV or something. Okay. Well, that's good. You uh, you caught the tail end of our Ramirez sit-down, and uh, it just kind of turned into to pizza topping day. Um, where, where, where are you going, and are you more of a New York style, or are you a... Are you a thick crust? What's your preference? Yeah, no, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea the difference between pizzas. Do you have, is it like a Chicago deep dish or whatever? Like, right. Like, I mean, you go, you go to the media days and you got like pretty much a loaf of bread on your crust, okay. which is overrated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good, but it's overrated. And the, the thin crust is, is pretty good. And then the New York folks do their thing with the water and I think if you're true East Coast which I'm not I'm a Nebraska guy um, apparently it's all you need is cheese because it's it's just great and that's how they eat it versus you know if my kid wants to go get pizza he'll want chicken on it or some Alfredo or some cream cheese or we'll do super super spicy I just rip like a normal you know probably Chicken and pineapple, probably. Yeah. Maybe some black olives on there if I'm feeling, you know, cool. Ovalini, you know, nothing too crazy. Uh, you know, I, I love pizza, whatever. <laughs> like cheese, pepperoni, hamburger. Like, I don't care. Pizza's pizza. You know, it's good. And it's whether it's deep dish or, like, you know, it's thin crust. I, I'll eat the pizza. I'm glad there's a fellow black olive guy. Yeah. I get hell about black olives. But black olives, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the fuss is about, you know, like pineapple or black olives or what. I mean, like... It, I, I, half the time, I'm just kind of ch- tasting the cheese and the bread. You know, the black olives like might like kick in right at the end, or like the pineapple or whatever. But like, it's mostly just sauce, pizza, and bread. You know, football for a second. We can get back to food too. Uh, Garrett Nelson with us. Uh, a thought on just where the, the team is at mentally going into this opportunity Saturday. It, it, and Coach Frost in the post game and even at halftime was. He's staying on you. I mean, you guys feel great about the win and the effort and the execution, but uh, are you concerned about 
uh, getting, I don't, complacent's not the right word. It's getting too too high on yourselves. Yeah, no, 100%. I know what you mean. Uh, no, Fro- uh, Coach Frost did a phenomenal job at halftime, and he's been doing a phenomenal job at half, uh, you know, during practice or whenever about not letting us get too high on ourselves and demanding excellence at all points at all times. Um, you know, he demands it. We demand it from ourselves. Uh, we can't, let, you know, be on cloud nine for too long. Got to come back to reality and understand the assignment um, that's coming in this Saturday. Uh, they're a great team. You know, we're we're, good. we're a great team too. We, we know we, what we can do. Um, we got to go out there and execute it on Saturday and be dialed in like we were. Where did confidence from your point of view flip with this team this season? That's uh, that is a tough question. I, I, I guess the, I've always been confident in our team. I've always been confident in, in ourselves and what we can do. Um, but the whole point of executing on Saturday consistently is, is I guess, where that builds from. And seeing having dudes and being around people that make those plays or understand what we can do on Saturdays and I guess building that, stacking that, oh, okay, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this, you know, game after game after game. Um, I guess, you know, it, it, there's not really, I guess, a flip, but there's just, you know, a build, I guess, is probably the best way I can put it. It's probably the, not a good way. But, I mean, I've always been confident in our team and I'm confident we can do. Uh, it's, it, we've been trying to execute it on Saturdays, and we did, you know, we had a really great execution on uh, last Saturday. We just got to, now that we set that standard, that's the standard we got to get to every game. So um, keeping that up in practice, keeping it, everybody accountable for that standard uh, every day is, is, I guess, the next step into that building confidence, that flip that you're talking about. And just covering you guys and watching from up here, I mean, you saw the the effort and, and ability against a team like Oklahoma, and then you took it to, to East Lansing, and then you, you took it out. Did you guys play ticked off Saturday? Yeah, we... We, you know, you want to play ticked off every game, um, but you know, after the the Oklahoma and the East Lansing, you know, we it, there was you got to have the chip on the shoulder all the time. I mean, it's pretty much us against the world. You know, it has been forever now. So, you know, I, I personally have had that chip, but I, you know, we you just got to get pissed off and change it. You got to be tired of you know doing stuff like that and making us lose um you know i didn't you were you know i, I feel I, I i think i feel and i i think our fans saw that you know a pissed off team last saturday that were tired of beating ourselves and doing dumb things to, that any other other team in america would do so um you know having that same mentality coming into this saturday would be huge a couple more minutes garrett nelson with us hail varsity radio so let's talk about the offensive line because you're going against them. Mm-hmm. What did you see Saturday and did you see that with some of the newer faces and some of the older faces, they really clicked. Did you see that coming? Uh, yeah, I, like I said, I think it was after the game that, you know, I liked the group that we were ha- we had going into Saturday, you know, with Teddy and Nuri, Cam, um, Piper and Turner, you know, they're, they're, uh, really good players, you know. Our, we the, we have great guys in the one two deep, but just finding that group that that clicks, like you said, uh, was huge. And I, you know, I hopefully I think we found it, um, and I hope everybody saw what they can do. Um, and having that confidence in themselves that they can go do that to anybody. Um, but I, I love everybody. I, you know, not during practice, I hate them all. But you know, afterwards, they're great guys and uh, they're really good players. But um, 
they, we have great faces. We have great. They have a great coach. They they know how they can play. Um, so they got like I said, you just got to go execute on Saturday. But they, I think finding those new faces and finding that group that clicks was huge. So who does not get a Christmas or holiday card from you during the week? Pretty much any old lineman, honestly. You know, I you, you hate each other during the during practice you want to rip each other's heads off and you start you know chirping at each other and you know maybe throw a couple punches in there um nothing you know but uh pretty yeah pretty much any old lineman is kind of in the trenches in the box it's anybody can get get some smoke (laughs) who uh you don't go high uh, if for some reason you threw hands. you got to stay in the, the padded region so you don't end up with a club on your head. Coach Austin always, he, we'll watch film and the, like a fight will happen. He's like, look at this idiot trying to punch somebody with a helmet on. It'll be like, I mean, he's like, you're going to break your hand and then you're going to have a club on it and every, you're gonna, everybody's going to laugh at you because you're an idiot. So it's, I don't try to, I mean, I, I try to be smart and not punch anybody in the head with the helmet on because they're not going to feel it, but you're going to feel it and break your hand. So you obviously so you gotta be smart about that, but you know, you and you're fighting each other every play. You, you know, something, some, sometimes some things happen. Garrett Nelson with us. Garrett, a thought with um, the opportunity. Let's go back there for for Michigan and uh, the energy and the atmosphere. How how much fun is it to, to play in in that setting, and how much fun is it to to go into a, a hostile environment? Yeah, uh, one of our uh, GAs, Coach Brem, was, I think it was weak. It was one of our ways. It, it was either Illinois or I can't remember, but he goes, he looks at me and he goes, you know, I like away games more than home, game, home games. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, nothing's better than going to somebody else's place and just making them go quiet immediately. And I was thinking about that. And every away game, I try to have that mentality. I'm like, this is going to be the quietest place that we've ever played in. We're going to shut these dudes down, and they're going to everybody's going to go home sad. Um, that's Brim taught me that mentality from the beginning of the season. And but the energy, obviously, the home game is awesome. Having the energy, having friends behind you, being at home, it's it, having your family are watching. You know, you can't beat it. You can't beat Lincoln, Nebraska on a Saturday during college football season. Garrett, last thought. Thanks for sitting down. Good to talk with you again. Uh, when we uh, talk about what you've uh, brought to the defense and your teammates and just the level the, the black shirts are playing on, um, your game, how you've improved uh, not only from a, an assignment standpoint, but also just your impact against the run, setting the edge, getting after the quarterback. Tell us about that journey to continue and up your game. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the whole bell curve deal. You start at the bottom, you start, you know, but uh, it's been a journey. Uh, I'm still on it. Obviously, you know, you can't get complacent and be like, oh, I made it. You know, I'm a great player, but you, you got to keep improving on, on, you know, everything during practice. But it's, it's been a journey. It still is a journey. Um, it's It feels good to start seeing, uh, reaping some rewards of the hard work that I put in and some of the really bad times that I went through trying to become a better player and the hard coaching. Um, it's It's been awesome to, you know, see that improvement and, you know, having people recognize that, you know, old coaches text me and, you know, 
know, the coaches here, my players here recognizing, you know, that I'm doing better, which is, which you know, it's nice hearing, you know, hearing that re- reinforcement that, you know, you're not just making stuff up in your head that you're playing well. Um, it's been it's been awesome. You got to keep got to keep going, keep improving. Where did um, where did the critiques come in? And, and you mentioned the di- difficult times. Uh, not to end on a sour note, but how is that? That helped you. Yeah, I mean, everybody needs to go through some uh, deep valleys uh, to get where they are. Uh, you can't be successful without some some uh, bad times. And, you know, the hard coaching and going me going home and thinking I'm the worst player in the world and I shouldn't even be here to, you know, where I am now. Uh, you doubt yourself? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I doubted myself. Um, and that's – I was talking to Aaron Swanson about yeah. pulling from Luke Grimer and how his journey and what he's done and how good of a player he is and, you know, other guys like that, Nick um, and uh, Boogie and all that. I mean, pretty much, you know, the guys that, the guys that are on the defense um, – and you know, going through those dark times and doubting myself and thinking I'm I'm a terrible player, and getting coached hard and, and keep fighting every every day, getting up, fighting every day to get better, and just scratching and clawing at any improvement that I can have day in and day out, um, and seeing that benefit uh, now, it's it's you know, it's made it all worth it. So, um, you know, betting on yourself, being confident in yourself, going knowing that you can do it is, is is you know what I've learned from this process and learning from this process. You had best uh, luck Saturday, man. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut, pre-teen Swedish boy. We'll get back into uh, Michigan and Nebraska. Some Urban Meyer thoughts. And uh, great stuff from Garrett Nelson. He's playing great, just incredible football for Nebraska. Pretty telling with just his confidence battle, right, to continue to, to keep after it and and see his production uh, really rise. I mean, he's doing his job. He's playing disciplined. He's making plays. He's putting up a lot of TFLs, and that's a nice combo with him and JoJo. And, of course, the interior. So Nebraska will no doubt bring their hard hat against Michigan on Saturday. Big thanks to Garrett Nelson. Elijah is going to have that uh, one-on-one interview with Garrett Nelson up on uh, Twitter, on ESPN Lincoln Twitter, on the on-demand ESPNLincoln.com. And we'll get some SoundCloud with uh, Garrett Nelson and Charlie McBride. Reminder about uh, buckling up the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety office. There's over... 1,500 crashes each year in Nebraska involving an impaired driver, driving drunk, buzzed or high, never acceptable. Law enforcement officers are working every day to stop before more folks are killed or injured. And if you're going to drive, don't drink. If you do drink, designate a sober driver and uh, be sure to get a ride share. A DUI costs more than you think. This message brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Have we all seen the Urban Meyer Twitter video? Have we seen the Twitter video of Urban Meyer and the Urban Meyer, is it the Pite House, the Yard House? I forget what he owns in Columbus, but he doesn't travel back with Jacksonville after losing to Cincy in the Fighting Joe Burrows on Thursday night. So he's there visiting, air quote, grandkids. He's having a couple of cocktails, and you have uh, a blonde smoke show uh, no doubt reenacting a a, a, uh, a video 
And Urban, to his credit, had his hands at his sides, or or did he? Depending on what uh, what instant replay angle uh, has been shown by your friends at Barstool. So Urban Meyer, right now, you've got ESPN talking heads in the morning saying, fire Urban Meyer. And here's what Urban had to say, because he was uh, he was all about, you know, uh, is my wife happy with me? Are my, my two 20-something-year-old daughters pissed at me? What do I tell the grandkids? I mean, there's all the, the, the personal life side of things. And then there's Urban, the, the pro coach. What did he preach? Now, Twitter's been hilarious with this. Uh, specifically when, when they show Tim Tebow on, on a knee weeping <laughs> about you know how Tebow took the video, the footage of, of some blonde beauty grinding on urban or, or the people saying like uh the, the new video is coming out after further review the call in the field has been confirmed <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it, it was too good but here's urban meyer at jacksonville press day today and uh he is apologetic for being a distraction all the bill clinton monica Lewinsky video it was pretty good tagged with urban uh they're not winning they're not great and uh, is he just not cut out for the NFL? Maybe he's, maybe he's already chatting with SC. I don't know, uh, but I, I would think he would he would give it more effort. And then there's the medical emergency, uh, ha 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 joke when you have a you know twenty something year old uh, allegedly on your lap in a video. You just can't do that. Can't do it. Urban, you got to have a champagne room, don't you, in the, the, the Urban Ale House? I don't know. Here's, uh, here's Urban's apology, though. Yeah, I, uh, I just apologize to the team and staff and uh, for being a distraction. It's stupid. Uh, and so I explained everything that happened and owned it and, you know, just a stupid. Uh, should not have myself in that kind of position. Urban, did you did you fly back with the team, or did you stay in? Um, no, I stayed to see the grandkids, and we all went to dinner that night at the restaurant. And then there's a big group next to our restaurant, and they wanted me to come over and take pictures, and I did. And, and they were trying to pull me out on the dance floor, screwing around, and I should have left. So, Urban, how many vodka tonics did you have? Urban, what did uh, what did Mama say? Go have a good time, Urban, when there's young, probably just out of college women wanting to hang out with you. But you've seen the the footage. I mean, you just, he was probably, a, a, I'm going to guess, forgive me, this is not intentional slander. He was probably feeling it. He probably hates his job. He probably hates not having control of, of the players like he did in college. It's like, this sucks. I'm tarnishing my legacy. And now I'm, I'm Urban Meyer and I'm back in, uh, in, in Columbus. <laughs> is this just a normal Friday night where, where beautiful women flock to me? Or is this a misstep where, you know, Mama, Mama, Mama Meyer's not going to be happy? See, uh, some people unwind from the stress of their job with music, some with uh, cold Women. beer after work, and no, I, some with a 20-year-old blonde girl in their lap at a public restaurant. <laughs> right. That's Th- your <laughs> restaurant. No, I, I don't I got to judge how people unwind. I don't care. Just don't hurt anybody or jeopardize uh, marriage. Legi- I mean, 
It's kind of my rules of thumb. And I don't know. And for him to go distraction, it's not, no, it was disrespectful to my wife and my family, or yeah, I should have been there with the team, or no, it's all about the distraction. But that's not fireable. Hell no, is it? I know it's 2021 and things are super tense. You know, any any misstep because people don't like you is going to get the social voices calling for departure. I get it. But if you're if you're Sam Khan, you're not going to blow him out over that. Are you? Maybe this is Urban just trying to work his way into the uh the USC job so he can go he can go interview for that one without having the, the, the looming contract with the Jaguars hanging over his head. Maybe he's trying to get blown out. Dismissed for cause with a juicy settlement and send and send me to USC. You know, but I don't think it, I don't think it's cause for firing either. Like it, it, it seems to be a, Are you annoyed by this? I think this is hilarious. Oh, I think it's I think it's pretty funny, but I also just look at it and go like Man, I can't believe this is as big as news, as big of a news story as it is. Well, it's it's huge because people want to see him fail. They don't like him. Yeah, he's pompous and he's urban, and you can't. No one's perfect, but you you can't be a hypocrite on that stage. Is what I'm saying. You know, if you're talking to to Sunshine, your your first pick overall quarterback, and you're saying, you know. Trev, don't know that it's a great idea for you to go to Vegas for your bachelor party. Surround yourself with some good people. Doesn't Urban have security around him? Fair question. Even if you're just out, it's your restaurant. Don't you have a private room? If you're Urban Meyer at your at your tap house well, no pun intended what, what confuses me is you're there with your wife and your grandkids the wife no, and, no the wife the wife and the grandkids took off okay he stayed <laughs> we'll wind down we get ken's email in a minute miss us come here brother give me a hug bring it in for the real thing we're on call for you Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, Hail Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Big thanks to Garrett Nelson and Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, Greg Smith with us tomorrow. Jim Brandstad, our voice of the Wolverines. And uh, Coach Kaz, another Tuesday with Kaz. Get his take on this matchup and Mitch Sherman. Uh, Schick from Schick and Nick, baby, coming up on Wednesday. And uh, we are loaded up, Coach uh, Barnett. We're, we're good, man. We are good this week, getting ready for Nebraska-Michigan. We are uh, at a real live tailgate on Saturday, pregame, 3-5, to five, with our friends at uh, Gary Michaels, Uncle Nate, Navat. I mean, that's going to be money. And we have, uh, we're flying the Pride of Fairbury in, Bill Dolman. My question to you is how many times this week do you think we're going to hear yet again that this is the most important game of the Scott Frost era? No, they, listen, and everyone's going to hate, you're going to dunk on me for this. They just got to play well. They just got to play well. And if you get beat by a better team, right, then, then so be it. You just can't suck and hand it over. You're not going to, neither team's going to play perfect. But Nebraska's, this will not ruin their year. Maybe they get blown out, it will, but that, that ain't going to happen. 
No. I just wonder if, 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 it, if the time is now or it's too soon yet. And I know you're like, well, what do you mean? You've played Oklahoma, you played Michigan, this is the next step. Totally get it. Totally agree. But Vic brought up a great point. He's excited, but he's concerned about which team shows up. The team that lost to Sparty or the, the team that just whooped Northwestern. You're going to need the good Sparty Nebraska defense to show up. You're going to need Saturday's Northwestern offense to show up to get it done. And just for kicks, let's bring in the 84-yard punts. That's what's going to – you're going to you're gonna have to play your best game, cleanest game, just to match their talent. Period. Ken emails in, can you upgrade over USC sweater cheerleaders? There's a question for Urban. If we want to get conspiracy, SC just sent her out to recruit Urban. (laughs) That's my take. (laughs) She was a USC hostess sent out to Ohio into Big Ten territory (laughs) to rip him away from Jacksonville and possibly his wife. Jesus. (laughs) What? We want to just get silly about it. I mean, there's there's lots of Urban Meyer fans there. I think the funniest part of the whole thing is she said afterwards, I didn't even know who this guy was. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Ken also says when it comes to, to Saturday night, um, show continued solid play, but don't act like you've arrived. And he's right. That's it. That's like the worry. It's like Nebraska beats somebody, hammers somebody, and in past seasons, they show up and think they can roll their helmet out there. Quick status update before we say goodbye. Hungry and humble. That's that's your theme. Quick status update for the listeners that were listening today because they couldn't scroll through Facebook. Facebook is now back up, as is Instagram. Well, good. That'll that'll be important for uh, our StreamYard sessions this weekend. Good to hang out, Elijah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Hail Varsity. Back at you tomorrow at 4.